It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady. It's one of those rare occasions where Brady and I got to uh, both see the same game. Yeah. So we can both kind of give our opinion on what happened uh, in the Croslex-St. Clair game. Uh, what surprised us, what didn't surprise us, and, and how we really felt that that uh, game uh, went. Uh, and we will do that. And uh, there are going to be three games this week involving area teams, and we'll get to bring two of those to you. Yeah. So Because um, no one wants to play on Saturday. Well, I don't make the rules well, or make the decisions. I know. I think – at least one team just wanted to get it over with because they know their season's coming to an end on Friday. <laughs> and it's not a local team. No. No, 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 no. The local so, team will be moving on. I, I, of we, this, I think I'm sure. You know what? We'll, we'll save it for the third segment, but I have a few questions, I guess, just to ask you, just generalities to get some discussion going. But, yeah, we can start with uh, the St. Clair Cross-Lex game because, yeah, that was a uh, not at all what I expected. And well, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, we'll get into it more, and you can tell me why it wasn't what you expected, and I can tell you why it kind of ended up being what I expected, but not. I know if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do all that when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, Crosslex and St. Clair was the uh, big playoff game on uh, Saturday night. Everything else was played on Friday, and we talked about it during Saturday's mm-hmm. podcast. So we're, we were really interested to see where these two teams were at and where they stacked up against each other. Yeah, because to this point, two of the three losses for St. Clair were still playing from earlier in the season. So it's like, okay, now it's you, the hindsight's been very nice to those St. Clair losses. Where is it going to stack up? Croslex has to go on the road. And I really thought this was going to be a track meet, Dennis. I thought this was going to be back and forth, but St. Clair's defense threw the book at him. By the way, we're not going to have highlights, so if you want to go back and listen, have the archive, go to GetStuckOnSports.com. It's like a little blue button. <clears throat> Any game, basically, we've ever done outside of like half a dozen because of technical problems. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was St. Clair's defense played the game of their life. Cross Lex, I mean, obviously ended up winning the game 20 to 8. Uh, if St. Clair doesn't throw the book at them, give them their best shot, Dennis, this game easily could have been 35 42 to 8. I feel like I watched, and, and I and I don't mean this to be disrespectful to anybody. I feel like I watched a fifty to eight football game, but it ended up only being twenty to eight. That's how I I felt, and and I'll say this because I will give St. Clair credit because their defense made three yeah. goal. You know, where fourth and goal they made a stop. Yeah, now so you have to give them credit for that. Yeah, because you do it once, it's like, okay, that was nice. You do it twice, you're like, wow, they came to play. And the third time, I'm like, okay, they're going to score this time. And no, three straight goal line stands, and it's you're just going. And it's, and it's not like they're playing a, a weak offense. No, and then this is my point. Like, Croslex marched up and down the field all game long. Um, it's cliched, but St. Clair played the bend-but-don't-break style of, of defense, but still – Crosslick's got two touchdown plays of 50 yards or longer. Uh, they had a 56-yard pass, and they had a 50-yard pass, and quite frankly, Hosterman dropped what would have been like a, a 60- or 70-yard pass the, play, and he just flat-out dropped. He catches yeah. the ball. That's a touchdown. However, if on the, the flip side, on one of those touchdowns, I, I don't remember who the DB was for St. Clair, was what, half a step away from scoring for the Saints? Like, he, he went all or nothing. He went to go jump the route and saw 70 yards of green grass in front of him and missed it by half a step, and then Sage Slanik was gone. But that's all a team like Crosslex right. needs is you missed it by a half a step. Guess what? See you, see you in the end zone because we're going to score on this uh, play. But and, and, again, they threw an interception uh, in the game. I just felt like Crosslex left at least three touchdowns out on the field. Part of that is – when they absolutely had to do it, the Saints made stops on defense. But I just felt like one team dominated the game and the other team was holding on, and finally the levy broke, and they were and that, 20, they were 20 really points break. behind. But they were 20 points behind, and you knew that it's time to fess up, folks. We, we've been ranking the defenses all year long, um, and – we're saying Northern's this, Northern's that. I think Crosslex's defense is better than Northern's, and it's between Crosslex and Marine City now as to who the top defense is in the area. Yeah, Crosslex's defense was absolutely dominant, and that's with a lot of very, very talented offensive pieces in, on St. Clair. Because um, that was the thing, is, is St. Clair finding that team that's going to score some points on the Pioneer? And no. No, they didn't score until there was under a minute to go in the game. So there was really no point in the game, even when it was close. I personally, as a spectator, and as I keep the stats, so I kind of know what's going on. Yeah. Like at halftime, Croslex is on pace for 500 yards. St. Clair's struggling to get to 100. Yeah, I will. I do want to say this. I thought St. Clair left it all on the field. Like they gave them their best shot there was nothing that like frankly I mean maybe offensively there were a few things but they gave them their best shot and it just came down to 
Croslex was a better football team. And that was a St. Clair team that probably made Croslex a lot more scared than they wanted to be. I mean, it was, what, 7 nothing. Well, that, that's, that's the thing, because when you're playing well and you feel like you're dominating and yet you look up at the scoreboard and it's like, geez, they're just one play away from being in the game. Mooney, Lutheran, Northwest. Yeah, I mean, so things can happen. I mean, St. Clair did a good job of giving themselves a chance, but it just – the chance never happened. Uh, the first drive of the second half, so they they went into the break down 7 nothing. St. Clair got the ball, and they actually got the, – the first two plays were like for what, like 30, 40 yards? Yeah, and then there was a penalty – on top of that, too, so it really yeah. gave them a good opportunity. And then I think they took a negative play, and they had an opportunity. Running back cut outside. He had the hole inside, and it, it and didn't they, feel Was that like, the drive that Espinosa made the great catch? No. No, that was – That happened later? Yeah, that was, I think, in the fourth quarter. Because that's a hell of a play that we got to talk about. Yes. Too. So, St. Clair, I mean, they gave them their best shot. There's nothing any of those kids down in St. Clair need to hang their heads about. That is a team that has – dominated all season, and especially for the defenses. The, for the defense that struggled to stop teams at points, to hold an offense like that to 20 points, and yeah, I mean, you can play the what-if game, what if Hosterman catches it, what if they don't get three goal-line stands, but three goal-line stands is nothing more than just guts and heart. Yeah, no, like that's, they played hard. I'm not saying that. Uh, they played really hard, and they gave themselves a chance to be in the football game. I'm just saying that, yeah, the score was close, but Crosslex was the better team, and I think they proved it. I think so, too, but I, I want to give St. Clair their props because they played I, probably, even though it was a loss, probably their best two games, or at least defensively, the last two weeks of the season. It was a team that I thought North Branch was going to come in and beat them uh, week one, and they just pushed North Branch aside, and then Crosslex came in, and for – a half, maybe you didn't think like they're gonna do it, but you're like they're not out of this ball game. They're in this, and Dennis, you know, in a one score game, and the later it gets into these upset style games, one play you just feel because I think you said it, and it was uh, Northern PH in the rematch when PH was only down six or seven. You're going, oh, one play away from breaking it, but then the second score happens, and you're like. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Yeah, they're not going to. They might get one play, but they're not going to get two tonight. It kind of felt like that there, where when it's seven nothing, you're like, kid falls down, Ellis scrambles, makes a play happen, chucks it forty yards, and gone. Like, yeah, they have yeah. they have guys that can score from ninety yards away, right? And I mean, Cross Lex until they gave up the touchdown with under a minute left had pitched. 11 straight scoreless quarters. Now, I know that touchdown killed you. Yes, it did. Um, Brady had a side bet with somebody, and he lost because of that touchdown. I yeah. told you not to give away half points. <laughs> um, but what was cool about that was that Drew Schreihofer was the guy they gave the ball to mm -hmm. to score the touchdown. I, th I think things like that are cool. Yeah. When you, you've got a guy that like he, he's normally like an offensive or defensive lineman, and you let him get a score – you know, in the playoff game. That's cool. It is. And I, when I talked to uh, Coach Bishop and Coach Griffin after the team, I mean, they weren't upset. They knew their kids just laid their heart out on that field, and they came up short. And sometimes you're just 
not the better team, sometimes you get bested. And, I mean, Coach Bishop said he's like, that's an amazing group of seniors. That's going to be tough to replace. Because, again, this is a team that was one in six a year ago and was non-competitive in basically all of their losses to a Mac Gold champion and gave a, a historically good cross-lex team all they could handle. Like, that's something to, to hang your hat on. And for the young guys, I said it last week, you just got to gotta build on that momentum. You can't let it go away. But say, And then because I said Hosterman – Drop that pass. Yeah. I want to also point out, oh, by the way, he had five catches for 115 yards and caught a 50-yard touchdown pass. And if he would have caught that, it would have been, what, like six for 200? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my other point uh, is the Jake Townsend debate. How about uh, 293 yards passing and two touchdown passes, plus he rushed for 71 yards and a touchdown. Dennis, in your time here, how many quarterbacks have you seen that you can trust to go – Okay, they're stopping the run, and St. Clair stopped the run between the tackles. And they went, all right, Jake, you're throwing it every play. Because they, I don't, I don't know this exact, but I bet you they threw it a dozen or 15 straight times at one point. Yeah. Like, in the third quarter, they were like, all right, we're slinging it around. We're done messing around. Like, Belly, you've played really well all year, but they're taking it away. Their defensive line actually played pretty well, and we feel our receivers have – and just – Say, all right, you're throwing it every down. Dennis, how many quarterbacks have you seen with the ability to do that? There, you know, there have been guys. Like Larry Rollins threw the ball a lot. Right. Like he was throwing 30 times a game. And there are other guys in the area who have done that. But, yeah, uh, Croslex attempted 33 passes in that game. Um, and actually, they, they probably ran about 63 plays. And it was like 33 passes, 30 runs. And I, I, but yeah, at that I, one, I, at that one stretch, the, the, I think the third touchdown drive that put it away, they did on that drive throw the ball like 10, 12 times. Because I row. bet you, you said they had about what thirty runs. I bet you twenty of them or so came in the first half. Let me do this. Thirteen. That would be twenty-seven. That would be twenty-eight. And two kneel downs, if we count them, is thirty. So twenty-eight runs and. Uh, and yeah, 30, and they you, threw the ball thirty. I bet times. you sixty to seventy percent of those runs came in the first half. Yeah, they did definitely. Uh, uh, like Grappi had ten carries, uh, ten or eleven carries in the first half, so that only gave him like three carries in the second half. Yeah, so that's um, what makes Crosslex so dangerous because you take away Belly Grappi, right? The guy that scored the last two weeks of the regular season, like seven touchdowns and. Just has been unbelievable. Okay, you take him away, and I guess for you slowed down Jake Townsend running the ball. Like, he didn't go off. He had a fine day. But then Drew Hosterman, a kid that we probably don't give enough love as he deserves. Like you said, what was it five catches, a buck 30-something? Uh, five catches for 115. 115. Like, okay. And Sage Slanick really only had the one big touchdown catch because – they were making sure he didn't get the football. Yeah, he ended up with two catches, 69 yards. That's a good game. I mean, but, he, again, of his 69 yards, 56 came on the first catch. Yeah, and they all touchdown. and they all, everyone knew where Slanik was the whole time. They were going to make sure he didn't get beat. And you mentioned earlier Gavin Espinoza defensively was great. He had an interception that 
I think on my call, I was just like, oh, it's in. Oh, he caught it. I don't know how he did it because he reached out with his left hand and like tipped it near the sideline with one hand, tipped it again with one hand, and brought it in and tiptoed on the far sideline. And you're just like, that's not fair. Yeah, and you're like, how did he stay in bounds? Yeah. And Luke Ellis didn't make a bad throw on that play. No, he threw it. It was maybe to, to slightly a, underthrown, but, but, but that's to nitpicking. a spot where a, the guy, the defender, shouldn't be able to get to that ball. And if he does, he make ju- that play. He tips it away, yeah. and it's incomplete. Like, and he caught a couple of passes on offense too. He had two yeah. catches in the game. So, so now he's a, he's he's a good player, and he's yeah. coming back. He he's going to be one of their studs that we talk about a lot on podcast next year. Yeah. For sure. Let me see if I can pull up. Um, I know Kirk Wilson just had another Kirk Wilson game. It was stupid. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can get the exact stats. But he's just a menace. He goes around. Uh, I thought Xander Collins had a nice game. He forced a fumble. Yeah. On, on a key, when the game was still a little bit in flux, it was kind of that first big backbreaker for St. Clair. Um Let's see. Uh, Kirk Wilson, 15 tackles, five solo, three TFLs. Like, okay. That's what he does. (laughs) Yeah, Belly Grappi only had 40 yards on, yeah, or whatever you said. Yeah. And that's a kid that had been going off. And, yeah, that's why Croslex is so tough to beat. They, um... I I like the tempo too. Like I know the style has gone to take 39 seconds between plays. Every, Northern's not the only team doing it. Right. A lot of teams are playing the game that way now. It's fewer plays, you make fewer mistakes. Fewer plays, you keep the other team's offense off the field and you give them fewer less time so they they're, they're going to have fewer plays. Um and Croslex is that one team where they never huddle. <laughs> They're it's go 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 go. Let's let's line up. Let's get the snap off. Let's keep the pressure on their defense. Let's not give them a chance to make substitutions to get the right matchups. And let's just go go go. And it's fun to watch. It is. It is a lot of fun to like objectively just go in there and watch. It's just <laughs> like it's yeah. It's entertaining if nothing else. Yeah. And it's been and they very do it effective. well, which makes it even better. Like if they're out there chucking, you know, two out of seventy pass attempts and right. sixty nine, that would get old. Mm-hmm. You know, we've played four seconds of this game. Crosslex has run twenty plays, but we've played four seconds of the game because everything's an incompletion. No, they click. Guys catch the ball. Guys make plays, and they go, go, go. And and Jake is the perfect guy to run that show like 100 percent, he gets and, and like his release like he gets rid of the ball mm-hmm. and he has such great pocket presence he has a good offensive line in front of him but he has great pocket presence knowing where to go and the one thing when I talked to coach Legro and I would agree with him especially last night or Friday Saturday night he knows when to fight for another down he doesn't force everything. He doesn't need the home run every play. He'll play heads up. But I guess this is a weird way of saying it, this, but I've never seen a team quietly go on a 10-game win streak. But, like, Croslax has won their last 10 football games, and I feel like we need to make a bigger deal out of that. Yeah. Well, this is where, like, man, I'm looking over what's left in, in D4, and there are – 
there's a lot of good football still to be played in T4. There's a lot of good teams left, but is there some generational great team? I don't think so. And if there is, it's probably on the other side of the bracket. Well, I was looking at Hudsonville well, Unity Christian, and and their their stuff is just it's mental. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> let's use our break, and then uh, next segment we're gonna go through all three teams left and kind of dissect the Elite Eight for divisions four, five, and eight. So. All right. We'll be back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. 
Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N carco.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, let's. Uh, we've got Marine City. We've got Croslex and we've got Ubley still playing football from the area. Not surprised by any of those three names. I think if you went back through the year, there are three names that we consistently said could make deep runs this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I bet those three names came up when we made those conversations. Absolutely. You want to start small and get bigger? We can, yeah, we can go like that. We, we can start in eight where I Definitely feel like Ubley is the favorite against Breckenridge. They get another home game. Um, and then after that, I'm a little like, I don't know Carson City, Crystal, Beale City. They're both 10-1. and one. I don't know a whole lot about those teams, well, but I'm going to assume they're good teams. Breckenridge beat Carson City, Crystal back in week 7, 12-0. Uh, for context, to try to compare it to another team, uh, that we would know something about. Breckenridge lost to Clarkston Everest 50-37. to That's the only game that has really anything with local ties. They lost to Hemlock in week one, 33-8. Hemlock, Hemlock's pretty good. Hemlock beat Badax. So I don't really know how to compare it. Again, you know how much I hate trying to compare scores, but with limited information, we have to do the best we can. I mean, the playoffs, they beat Vassar, which I didn't even realize Vassar made the playoffs. Um, and Fowler, Fowler was, eh. I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm, look, I'm looking at Beale City stuff. They had a one-point loss in week one to Ravina, who won seven games this year. Uh, and then they pretty much handled everybody else they played, except Sand Creek was a close game, 14-12. to uh, 12, And I don't know anything about Sand Creek. I don't even know where they are, but they went 7-4. and four. And lost to Ottawa Lake Whiteford, who's still playing football. Yes. Um. So, I think Ubley's the favorite out of those four teams, but I have no idea. I really don't. 
Um, the problem in D8 is that I'm not even going to dissect the other side because there's one team that just sticks out like a sore thumb, and that's Hudson. Yeah, I think that's been everyone's pick um, for most of the year. But for Ubley to get back to Ford Field, they have I think it's very doable, and I think that they have the best chance of any teams remaining just because I think they would be a favorite in any of the four or three opponents they play where I think Marine City could have a toss-up and Croslex is going to not go through a gauntlet but play would have to beat two very, very good opponents. Yeah. You want to give the rat poison warning? Uh, do you have anything else on Ubley before we – because, I mean, I, I want to talk more, but I don't know anything about Breckenridge. I don't think yeah. well, there I, any – I'll take Evan Prusky and Colin Oberski and those guys uh, against uh, Breckenridge – uh, and, and and I think in the semifinal, I'll take them. My question for Ubley is, do they have enough? Uh, like, it, it seems like they get there, and then when they get there, they've got to face a superhero. Like, what is Centerville had, like, eight shutouts last year, and I'm just looking at it. Hudson's got six right now, and they might get their seventh this week. Yeah, um, but Beale City, and I think Beale City's the favorite against Carson City Crystal, uh, but... I don't know enough, and I don't want to say anything to, that puts egg on my face <laughs> because I you just don't know, Dennis. Last year, Ubley had to go up to Traverse City to play Johannesburg-Lewiston, which we both looked at everything, and we went, ooh, that could be a tough game, and then they beat them like 48 to nothing. Yeah, Ubley smoked them pretty good in that game. It was like, okay, all right, I guess that's – we didn't really know, but that was also different circumstances. Uh, Ubley, Ubley ran like 70 plays in that game too. Like was, They had the ball all the time. Yeah, but if we let's just say we were from one of these other places and trying to figure out what Ubley is, you look at it and you go, "Oh, geez, they've had one close game since week one, and that was Bad Axe, who finished eight and two, and they still won that by twelve points." Like, geez, yeah. So that. So, a- anyways, so for rat poison, rat poison warning. Okay, I think Marine City's going to beat Corona this week. <laughs> I think they're the heavy favorite in that one. Yeah, will, will Cor- it was does Corona like they run the ball a lot, so that might keep the score down because the more time they use up when when they're running the ball. But again, I don't think Corona can outscore Marine City, and I don't think Marine City is going to shoot themselves in the foot in a game like this. No, and we documented this probably during our selection show. Um, Marine City had a fairly favorable path. And that's no disrespect to Armada or Richmond or Corona, but looking at who they could have matched up with in a regional, Portland is a very good team. Uh, They actually were taken to the wire by Olivet. Frankenmuth is well documented to be a killer for this area and just a really good team all around. Corona, Armada, Richmond, they're not that level yet. I think Marine City at East China Stadium knows that, well, you know this is your last home game for your senior, so it's kind of like a senior night. Um, and I think they want to get to a semifinal in the worst way. I think they know that they should win this game and that if you don't, it's it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment because you are the heavy favorite. Yeah. Well, here, here's my thing, and no disrespect again to Notre Dame prep, but the semifinal is going to be by far the 
the toughest opponent that the Mariners have faced this season, whether it's Portland or Hackett. This is the best team that they will have played so far this season. Which I guess and the you biggest can, test can call an upset that Hackett beat an undefeated Barry and Springs team. I don't know what Hackett is. I, I think Portland's the favorite to win that game. I do, but you look Hackett at times, I mean, they put up over seventy points twice this year. And they did it against one against a playoff team, um, in parchment. I, I, yeah, what I have was no going idea. on in that two week stretch. Seventy seven nothing, seventy one to twenty in a two week yeah, stretch. That, they started off 0 two, Dennis, and they've lost one game since, and that was the Constantine, who was ten and one and actually Yeah, was the league champ yeah. in the league they play in. So it's it's hard to tell. I don't know anything about Kalamazoo Hackett. I know a little about Portland that their losses. I know Kalamazoo Hackett's got a pretty good baseball team. <laughs> yeah. Or had last year. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's um well it's technically what? Kalamazoo Hackett Catholic United. Because it's Hackett and someone else. That's why they're in D four for football. Yeah. And because they're D four in baseball where they play Mooney, so it's obviously two schools combined. Um but Portland's losses have been Cadillac, who's nine and two, still playing football. Uh, and they lost that game ten to seven. They lost to Lansing Catholic, thirty one twenty nine, still playing football. Portland's losses have been close, and they have been to really, really good teams. You know who Portland beat back in week two? DeWitt. DeWitt. That's a really telling win. They beat an, a really good Olivet team last week who had a couple of losses, but they were, to, again, teams that were very strong and like Puamo Westphalia. I thought Olivet had an outside shot to upset Portland, and they kept it close. I Portland is the favorite, but I wouldn't be shocked if Kalamazoo Hackett came through. I hope Portland gets through so I don't have to drive like to Jackson to do the game. <laughs> Because at least when Portland and Marine City played back in, what, 2018, I believe, uh, it was in Howell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I had to go out and do that game. That was uh, actually, for a little while, that was a fun game because uh, they ran the starburst on the first time the ball was kicked to them, and Pet Salas took it 95 yeah, yards for a touchdown. Yeah, 2018, they <laughs> lost to Portland 35-14 in a semifinal and uh, they <laughs> Portland ended up u losing to Hudsonville Unity Christian Two, three, in the four, finals. Five. five of their first six opponents that Portland played this year made the playoffs. Portland's had a tough schedule, and that's, I guess, one thing you could say they're more battle-tested, but Marine City is – they're not dumb. They understand the task ahead of them. They know that they haven't played the toughest of opponents – but when they played Notre Dame prep, they beat Notre Dame prep and by multiple scores. And that's a team that maybe if the, they get a couple bounces, beat Cross-Lex and are still playing football. So, they, they, um, just sorry. Uh, Portland has played 11 games, and nine of their 11 opponents have been teams that are in the uh, made the playoffs. Right. Well, two of them obviously were in the playoffs, but, yeah, but point I mean, taken. Yeah. So the only teams they played that didn't make it were um, Charlotte and um, Lansing Sexton. Yeah. So it's going to be. And they, uh, they have to play those teams because they're in their league. Right. It'll be <laughs> doable for Portland, 
but or for Marine City, but Portland will be no pushover, and I think everyone down at Marine City understands that. But I also think they're highly motivated because uh, I, I, don't, I won't say they're hoping Frankenmuth comes out on the other side of the bracket, but they want to beat Frankenmuth. They want to put this thing to bed. Frankenmuth has been a Blue Water area dragon slayer, and I think the Mariners would like to put the harpoon to, to that Frankenmuth beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. Uh, That's the great white whale. It, it That is the white whale. Um South Christian, I believe, is, is it Catholic Central? Grand Rapids Catholic something Central, I believe. Uh, on the other side, yes, South South Christians in D four. Yeah, is eleven and zero, and they just rolled a West Catholic team that was nine and one. And they've got Oak Ridge this week. There are no bad teams left. No, Let, let's let's no, put it that but way. But it, I'm gonna guess Frankenmuth and Catholic Central will play on the other side, and. Marine City would be an underdog to either of those two teams. Like if you go by record, it's actually Marine City's eleven and zero record that makes that half of the the bracket look good. Because <laughs> on the other side, you've got ten and one, eleven and zero, eleven and zero, and nine and two. And on Marine City side, you they're eleven and zero. Portland's nine and two, but Hackett is eight and three, and Corona seven and four. So you can see that at least record wise, that other side. You know, th- mm. those those teams haven't lost any games this year. No. No, not at all. But Mer- Corona's we- lost more games than the four teams in the other side of the bracket. <laughs> yeah. So, Marine City is staring a date with the final four. And, I mean, once you get to that point, it's kind of like all bets are off. Everyone's really good. And you rarely do you see just absolute blowouts in that, in that stage of the tournament. All right. D4. Um, we talked about it. Uh, Croslex has Freeland, the LeGro Bowl. Um, <laughs> do you think he's excited about going to the Falcon's Nest? God, you love that name, don't you? <laughs> Not really. It's a, just another reason why I want Croslex to win this game. <laughs> I don't think he slept since he won that game thinking about how he's going to plan because he does know Freeland's offense. That's something to consider. He's going to go there, understands what they're going to, all the stops they're going to pull out on him. And it's a, I don't know if it's going to be a little more emotional for him or what it may be, but I'd say Cross Lex actually goes into this game definitely around the state as the underdog. And I'd say they're probably a slight underdog just because they're on the road. I don't know. I almost like how we always talk about the Furman factor. Right. I almost want to say the LeGro factor is going to play in as a big positive for Croslex this week. Like, everybody's different, Brady. I don't know right. how it would be for you if you became a football coach and you had to go back uh, and play Marysville at Marysville. I know for me, I went to Bishop Foley. I, I wouldn't care. It would just be another game for me. I'd want to beat them. Right, and I'd probably be a jerk and run it up if I got <laughs> you'd the advantage. Probably, you'd probably get more pumped up if you had to go coach a game at Caro. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> like you know, it's like whatever. The, 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 I went there a million years ago. I don't care anymore. But Mike Legrow cares. This means something to Freeland was his school. This is where he went. This is where he got his real like. 
when you play varsity football, that's your first real. You can play taffle and you can play all that right. growing up, but it's when you play varsity football, football becomes a real well, thing to you. He started. And this is where it I, happened I for him. I think it was when I went up to talk to him before the Armada game. He talked about how he was a part of a group that started the run of never missing the playoffs. I believe he was talking about when he was at Freeland as a player. And they haven't missed the playoffs since 2007 was the last time Freeland did not make the postseason. So there is some pride there. It's it's come out at other times. And, yeah, it's going to be a big deal for him. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a football game. And none of the Crosslex kids are going to care about Freeland. Like, yes, but he has that personality that he'll make them care. Yeah. Like, they'll go, we need to do this for coach. Well, looking at, I guess, Freeland, whose defense is going to stand stronger? Because Freeland's defense has given up nine points in the last three weeks. Crosslex has given up eight points in the last three weeks. For the season, Crosslex has given up 85. Freeland, a little more, 137. But most of that came in one game. Against Frankenmuth. So you take that out, they're under 100. They're in the 90s. Actually, I look at this. I look at Freeland, and I look at Croslex, and it's the same. It's just in different spots. For Croslex, it's week one, Williamston, 43-20 to 20 loss, and then after that, you can't score on them and you can't stop them. I look at Freeland's here, and it's week five for them, 48-21 they lost to Frankenmuth. But every other week, nobody scored more than 14 on them, and nobody stopped them from scoring less than three touchdowns. Right, and most of them, it's five touchdowns. Um, the one difference I'd say is week one has a little bit more of an exception, especially with a more complex offense like Mike LeGrow runs because you're not clicking on the – like you said when we were talking about the St. Clair game. They weren't on the same page necessarily like they are now. They weren't rolling like they are now. Where Freeland played Frankenmuth week five, you have your stuff in. There's no, oh, we didn't – no, you had all systems ago, and you got run by Frankenmuth, who, again, well-documented, really good team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, on the other side, what did you get from drinking so fast? I, I'm like a camel. Like, he, yeah, Brady like has this big thermos thing of water, and he like fills it up 18 times during the podcast. I do. During each break, I usually go out. <laughs> um, on the other side, though, a potential semifinal matchup. It wouldn't get any easier. Country Day is seven and three, and I've heard people say it's not your normal Country Day team. They're still really good. They they beat Redford Union in Livonia Clarenceville, who Livonia Clarenceville was having a really good year. They ran through them. Chelsea is eleven and zero, and they've kind of stopped most of their opponents all the way here. Their only close game was St. Joseph, who is actually playing Parma Western in, in I a can't regional. Believe final. Parma Western's still alive. Like, I'm not saying they're a bad team. I hope they do well. They treated but, us nice. Yeah, they treated us really nice. But you know, like. They were good against Richmond, but I didn't think they were like we'd see them in the regionals. Right. Like, they didn't strike me as that kind of a team. They strike me as, as a team that had a, a 
good quarterback and one like outstanding super stud player. Yeah, <laughs> they're still playing though. <laughs> so I don't. You got to get past Freeland. Like I think out of the three teams, obviously the Croslex Freeland game is the toughest one for an area team. But you get there, and I you asked. I think you asked me this off the air. Is Country Day or Chelsea a step up, a step down? Or about the same. same. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you without watching the film. I, I know a lot of people and, um, and someone I talked to, a coach, knows someone at Chelsea, and they're like, they're good. They're really good. And, but you play cross-lex on a neutral field. Cross-lex is really damn good, Dennis. Seriously, like you said, okay, after week one, Seven points given up. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So there's, well, one was a forfeit. Seven points. Yeah, but six you points. know what they would have done to Emily right. City if they played that game. 14 points against Armada. Zero, zero, eight. That defense is stupid. And then the, the lowest output was six, and that was against Notre Dame Prep. We know why. Besides that, they're getting to 30 and 28, but those two teams are against North Branch and Armada who never give you the ball. They were 48 seconds away from their third straight shutout. Yeah. And, 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 the, and here's, here's the three teams that they played in that stretch. Garber, Notre Dame Prep, and St. Clair. Yeah. And they gave up eight points, and that was a St. Clair touchdown with 43 seconds left in the game. They didn't do it against the bottom of the BWAC. No. Like, these are against three playoff teams, and they, they're giving up two and a third points a game. They held Armada to 14 points. They held Elmont to seven points. And they actually, they actually blew Elmont out. Yeah. Um, the, you know, okay, Algonac was down. Um, Richmond, a playoff team, 56 to nothing. I did that game. That game was over during warm-ups. And like, you just knew that they were going to get out a stick. They, they had gone out back. They got the, the switch. And they said, okay, back here behind the shed, Richmond. Like you just knew it was coming. Yeah, it was not good. And Croslax has just been dominant. Like when was the last time they sweated out a game? North Branch in the third quarter? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the Notre Dame well, prep yeah, Notre game, Dame but prep. it was uh, a mud slop fest that, you know, they destroyed the field. It's probably, yeah, cause they it's did- probably good that they had to be on the road against St. Clair and that they have to be on the road against Freeland because they'd probably be searching for a place to play. They'd probably be playing at Richmond or, or somewhere else. Yeah. But I don't know. If, if And, again, we said this before, no one's going to give Cross-Lex the love they deserve and everyone and their brother's going to be picking Freeland, and that's just going to motivate them and that's going to make it more fun when we come back here and you come back all the way from Freeland. Well, I can already see the – and I'm not picking on Mick McCabe. <laughs> I'm not, but he's going to be Freebird 38, Pioneer Sugar 14 or something <laughs> like that. That's what he does. It does. It is. <laughs> and you know that's what it – that's going to be the prediction, and I think it's no, they'll give going us, to be a much better game than that. This one, I don't know. I'll save that for Thursday because I don't know how I feel what the path to victory is in this game. I really don't. So, all right, anything I else? know this. The Pioneers will show up at that game ready to play. Yes. One, hopefully. One, one way or another, like we said, you know, St. Clair played hard and gave it their best shot. 
Croslex will play hard and give it their best shot. Absolutely. And they have, to to me, just looking at it and running it down and not knowing a whole lot about Freeland, and so all I have is the numbers that are available to me. This looks like a 50-50 game to me. Right. This looks like nobody should be shocked whoever wins, and it might be the last team with the ball wins the game. Or it might be whoever can break through a defense yeah. wins the game. So, all right, we'll uh, we'll take a break, and then I think uh, you're you're gonna pick my brain again. Yeah, I got a few. I don't have much brain left, but no, I just, have just to warn you, nothing tough, just some general questions. All right, buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs, who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. 
This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis and uh, Brady, segment three of the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, what do you got for me? Well, let's start off with this one. This is a pretty general question, and I don't think you're ever going to get a right or wrong answer. So... You made it to the regional final, and I would say in, well, especially football, that's really tough to do, but my question to you would be, for the teams left, let's say the sky falls and all three teams are out after this week, would you say, or could you say it is a disappointing season for some of the teams left? Now, Croslex, they're playing a really good Freeland team. I don't know if you can. But for Marine City and Ubley, they're undefeated. They won their first 10, 11 games. If they go 11-1 and and lose in a regional final, would you consider the season, I don't know if disappointment's the right word, but they left something on the table. Well, I mean, uh, me personally, I would not look at either one of those programs and go an 11-1 and season and a trip to the uh, regionals is any kind of a disappointment. I would look at it as, yep, those two schools are still rocking it, and those two schools will be good again next year. Those two schools are good every single year. Internally, the staff and the kids at Ubley, the staff and the kids at Marine City, they might look at that differently because part of winning is swagger and, and you know, confidence – a lot of teams are good because they think they're good. Like sports is a lot of mental and it's a lot of psychology as much as it is physical oh. and being and, – and, and One of Denny White's favorite quotes goes, Walt, not all of Walt Braun's teams were good. They just didn't know they weren't that good. Exactly, exactly. There, there's a certain thing. When you do something for three decades, and folks, that's what these two schools have been doing. For three decades, they win. They win multiple playoff games every year. They very seldom go out in the first round. Does it happen? Sure, it happens. But it's, it's the anomaly. Like, and, and so to, to say that you went out and you got to the third round of the playoffs, that's a bad or disappointing season? Nonsense. By the Nonsense. way, 
since just because you mentioned it, since 2000, Marine City has not made it to a district final three times. Yeah, I mean that that's just that's who does that, right? But again, with Ubley, and we've talked about it with that, and also Marine City, they should beat Corona. Like as a surface level statement, losing in a regional final is a usually a very successful year. But you have a team in front of you that I think a lot of people think you should beat. Does that change it at all? Does the yeah, contest? And, and, and I don't think we're going to see an upset in either game. No, I, I'm just I, saying I think in, in Ubley, this fantasy Yeah, I, I think Ubley and Marine City are both going to win this week and play in a, at least in the semifinal. And then anybody who scoffs at a semifinal team, you're just being stupid and you're being nitpicky. Um, should they get upset by the teams they're playing? I think that would stick in their craw, yeah. And I think they would look back and go, you know, the the fact that we didn't get to a semifinal, that would bother them for a while. Because the the way I got to this is I'm looking and I'm like, well, and just looking at every team left, I'm like, well, for some teams, this would be a disappointment. Like if, excuse me, for example, De La Salle, if they lose to Roseville in a regional, there's going to be changes, there's going to be riots, like, that's going to be wholly unacceptable. But, like, maybe I'm being a little disrespectful and I shouldn't, but does it feel like Corona's playing with house money right now? Like, Yeah, probably. You, I mean, you uh, went, I think it's you a fair statement. five and four, and you won your district, and you beat Flint Powers, and then you beat a good Armada team to do it. You're in a regional final. I don't think a lot of people had you in a regional final. It's... It's house money for them. Yeah, right? yeah. Anything they do from here is gravy. So I, I guess pressure's off. You can be loose. Yeah, um, you have you're a team with nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you. Yeah, you, you can't. It, it's like the kid fighting the bully. If the bully beats you up, you didn't lose anything. Right. You were supposed to get beat up, but. If you get one, you get a good punch in, and you knock the bully out. All of a sudden. You're a hero, <laughs> you know. So and so, I I can get that, but I I I don't like. I know the, the scenario you're asking me. I don't see it happening happening in in the real right. world. Okay, rat poison. Marine City's going to beat Corona. <laughs> rat poison. Ubley's going to beat Breckenridge. No, Ubley didn't give. Ubley doesn't care about rat poison. <laughs> but apparently, whatever rat poison we're feeding is nowhere near the right dosage because Marine City's just been better and better and better but i'm i'm gonna bring the third team into the mix i'm gonna bring in crosslex now they're playing freeland they're in a regional this no matter what happens on friday night this has been a huge season for the pioneers remember this is year two for mike legro for something that he thought and i think anybody with a brain thought this takes longer than two years to get to this state. Yeah, because we talked about like, it. This is happening fast for them. We talked about it with Armada, and we talked about it with Mooney. It takes a while to turn a program, and Crosslex was never a bad program. They've only had one losing season, basically, since the turn of the century. But a lot of five and fours, a lot of six and four seasons. I'm sorry, two losing seasons. 2019, they went four and five. So to go from that, in 2020, they went six and two. And they only lost to one team. They lost to North Branch twice. 
But the second time, and I know the circumstances. Yeah. But, you know, they, they got, got kicked. They got run. They Jake Townsend doesn't play defense. 35 points were put up. This year, I mean, they win this. You're in a semifinal in year two. And, folks, don't think there's just this amazing senior class coming through Cross-Lex. They are going to be the BWAC favorites next year, too. Yeah. And, this, is and, go, this is going to be fine year in and year out for and at least a little a while. there was a ton of expectation, and then week one happened. Yeah. But instead of taking a step back, they turned it into 11 steps forward. Yeah. Um, so I just – I think no matter what happens to them on Saturday, they've had a big-time season up there and have taken a big step in the process of becoming a – Dominant team. You know what Mike wants up there. Yes. He wants to be mentioned in the same breath as Marine City and Ubley as that team. That If he's there for 30 years, he wants to hear, for three decades, Crosslex yes. has been kicking everybody's butt, and you know, that's what he wants. Yeah. I, and, again, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just something looking at it because, like, some teams, a regional final, like, when I played, I would have given a finger to play in a regional final. Like, it it feels so it would have so foreign of a concept to me. Like it took three tries for me to win a playoff game, and well, let's face it, because Marysville South on an island, they get just terrible draws. Oh, I had football, in the football playoffs, they just get ridiculously terrible draws now. Yeah, it, yeah. Now it's Marine City needs to, or Marysville needs to just like have a few kids transfer out, have a few families transfer out, and go drop to D four. And then you get to get the nice draw of Crosslex in the postseason. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, at least it's Nice local. draw there. <laughs> yeah, at least it's local. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to see what you thought about this. I agree with Crosslex that unless you go up there and just get embarrassed, which I don't think has Yeah, I don't think that's happening. happening. It's been a very, very good season. But we said this with D4. There's... May I mean maybe with what Hudsonville Unity Christian has done, winning seventy nine to twenty one and sixty seven to nothing in their first in their district, but they wouldn't see them until the championship. Crosslex has a as a good of a shot as anyone to be at Ford Field. They have a good a shot as anyone to be sitting at home next Saturday. So I don't think that's a disappointment. And you're right, intrinsically. Marine City and Ubley would be very disappointed knowing that they, I think, left something out there. Yeah. I just look at, like, the, the games remaining, and I don't know, is this a fair statement? I look at the three teams. They each have three more wins is what they need to be state mm -hmm. champs. And I think for Marine City and Ubley, they have two tough games and one eh, game. And for Crosslax, it's going to be three tough games. I'd agree with that. And maybe for Marine City, if it was a different draw, if they were in a region with Frankenmuth, we would be saying something different. Yeah. Because context matters. Yeah. But they're playing Corona, a team that I don't want to say snuck into the playoffs, but was had to worry a little bit about making the playoffs and not a team that's been just bowling over everyone. Yeah. Like uh, if, if they were facing Frankenmuth in a regional – we would probably be on the scenario of, okay, it's time to prove if you're area good or state good. Right. Go beat Frankenmuth. 
if you meet him in the finals, it's a completely different. You you made it to the finals. You're state good. Well, yeah, you you Marine. I think everyone agrees that Marine City is one of the five best teams in D five. It's just how big is the gap between one, two, and four, five, and where does Marine City fall in that mix? Because a lot of people have get, have Grand Rapids, Catholic Central, and Frankenmuth one and two, and Marine City like three or four. How and, big and, is and that the gap? Way it's, or the is way there it's a gap? set up though is one and two are going to play each other, so one of them's not getting there. Right. So, which is a help. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, Dennis, you'll be traveling out to Freeland on Friday. Freebird. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be staying local. I'll be at East China Stadium. Uh, might as well be. God, if high school me knew I was just basically the voice of Marine City football, <laughs> you would have had an aneurysm. Um, but here we are, and I'm having a hell of a fun time doing it. So, is it ever bad when you're following a team that plays like they play? Come on. No, it's you know it is a lot of fun. Um, going to a stadium and going, I'm going to see the team I want to win, win by 30, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm going to see the guys I like watch play make plays. I'm going to see Wyatt Walker make 10 tackles I'm gonna tonight. I'm going to see Zach Tetler gonna see, break an 80-yard yep, run. I'm, I'm going to see, see Tiger speed all over the field. I'm going to see Charles Tiger do something. Good. I don't know if it's going to be offense, defense, or special teams, but he's going to do something yep. that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see Heslop throw a dart to Rafino, and it's going to be spectacular. And mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, um, that's it, Dennis. Anything else to add? Uh, we're getting dangerously close to winter sports. We'll have well, we have a little bit of hockey schedule already up there, right? Yeah, there there are actually the the first few hockey games that we're going to do are already up on the schedule page. Awesome, and uh, and we'll we'll keep it covered and we'll keep driving hard the football. I hope all the way to the Ford Field. Yep. So we've got three chances to get there, and I hope all three get there. I I have a feeling we'll have at least one there. I think so too. I like we have a really good chance this year to get somebody and there. I guess real quick before I mean, we, we got somebody there last year so I guess before we send it home the one other question I wanted to ask you is do you ever remember I mean how often have you seen this area have three teams in regional finals all that could win and where some are expected to win yeah that's it, it it's not that we haven't had a multiple group get to this point it's that a lot of times we got there and we're like okay this is where the season ends for our guys yeah, like when PH gets there and they draw De La Salle and you're like, they're going to have to play the game of their life to win this game. Yeah. Or I'm just trying to think of another example or maybe a lesser BWAC team gets through like an all BWAC district and then they get run into Frankenmuth or something. And you're like, it's going to be a tough one. Like if, if, if I'll give you an early spoiler because we'll probably pick in the next podcast, but I'm going to pick the three area teams and I feel like, I've actually got a chance to have a winning week. Well, last year in the regionals, we had what? Marine City, North Branch, and Ubley? Yeah. So, last it we've picked a good a good couple of years to start doing this, Dennis. Yep. Yep. So, um, that's all I got. And if you're, you're done, I'm going to hit a button here. Sounds good. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.